What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. I collect sports cards, and I have a podcast about collecting sports cards. We are unlocking a new character on the program today, but you know I got to get the plugs in first before we get to that collector conversation. If you're looking for more exclusive content from yours truly, I am going with it, and I'm coming at it correctly with the Patreon group. Sign up if you're looking for more collector-focused content. I'm dropping episodes. I'm dropping video. I'm writing. I'm doing a lot of stuff. You can find the link in the show notes. Also, make sure you sign up for the weekly rip. The newsletter is back, baby. I'm sending those to your inbox every Sunday. Again, link is in the show notes. All right, enough with the plugs. I got my man on the program today at Dibs Collecting. I talk with Mike about his evolution in the hobby. It was a great conversation. And when he entered back in January of 2022 to where he is today, he is a Cleveland Browns team collector and has some incredible cards to show for it. Really enjoyed the conversation. If you like what I'm doing, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons, but you know the drill. Most importantly, tell a damn friend that you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. All right, we are unlocking a new character here on the show. I'm excited about the topic. We're talking about the evolution of the collector. I got my man, Mike Dibble, at Dibs Collecting. We're going to talk about just him reentering the hobby, kind of maturing and ending up uh, collecting what he's collecting now, which if you scroll through his page, he's got a lot of really cool, rare and scarce Cleveland Browns cards as he's a big Browns guy. But without further ado, Mike, welcome. How are you? Good, Brett. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to chatting it up. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll kind of do a little peek behind the curtain. We were talking football before we hit record, but it's not often, I think, as a Browns fan that you can leave a season and maybe feel excited about the season or feel (laughs) excited about the future of the team. You just had a really good year as a fan, I would imagine. Maybe share some perspective on just like the state of state as a Browns fan uh, leaving this year, going into next year. Yeah, usually this time of year, you're kind of sitting around going, oh, man, you know, what's next? How are we going to uh, to right the ship or something like that? So to have the season we had with the injuries, which, like I said, you know, I thought the season was over 10 different times with the injuries we took with, you know, Nick Chubb and quarterbacks going down, this, that, and the other. So uh, for us to make the playoffs this year is uh, something special. Watch the team overcome that. And hopefully, you know, the injuries take care of themselves. Everybody gets healthy this offseason. We can be uh, out of the gates hot next year. I got to ask the Flacco question because you were your team was an enemy of Flacco when he was with Baltimore forever. And oh, God, then, yeah. then he comes swings around and just this moment of like, let's get this guy off the couch. Let's bring him in. Talk about your relationship as a fan with Flacco and, and what that's been like. So I spent season after season hating that guy. I mean, he lit us up year after year. So when they when they talked about bringing him in this year, you know, I just thought he'd be another another arm sitting on the bench. Never really expected him to start when he first came in. So to watch him come in and what he did was able to do over those last what four games of the season, it was special. To watch the stadium rocking for him at that Jets game was mind blowing. When you think about how much we booed that guy while he was in the stadium, so 
taking a look back at that was it's pretty crazy to think about. Okay, so yeah, I'm happy for him. I think that was a just crazy uh, comeback. You don't really see too many like that. I want to dig into maybe just like you and your collection and jumping back in the hobby. We get into, we all have, there is, there's so many of us that over the last four years, we've had these moments in time where like we've seen something and decided, okay, I'm going to go revisit collecting cards again. And when we get back into collecting cards, it usually evolves and changes. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But maybe let's jump the jumping off point, like maybe talk about what were the main reasons that you got back into collecting cards and just if there's any specific moments that kind of were the driving force for you? All right. So uh, me getting back in was actually completely accidental. It was a couple of weeks before Christmas in 21. Uh, you know, COVID was still going on. So the kids weren't able to go out and do a whole lot. My uh, middle daughter came up to me and her mom said, hey, you know, I'm bored. You know, I need to find some sort of hobby or something to do. And, you know, we were throwing ideas at her. Well, then I uh, just jokingly, I said, hey, you know, why don't you collect cards? That's what I did as a kid. And, she, you know, she gave me that crazy look. And she's like, uh, no. And so I was like, oh, I went to the Google machine, you know, just typed in football cards. And then I went to show her and I'm looking at these cards going, holy cow, this is not what cards look like when I, you know, when I collected. So I showed her, she brushed me off. But then, you know, the rest of the night, I'm just Googling football cards and going through and seeing what's out there. And that turned into a couple of weeks of watching uh, YouTube and stuff like that. So, you know, finally, and right after the first of the year, I looked at my wife, I said, you know what, I, I think this is something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get back into, see, uh, see if I enjoy it. So what, when you were going through that research phase, was there anything specific, like, I think I had that moment and many of us have that moment of like, it's, it feels a lot different than when we last left it. What was your impression of like what was going on? Did you have a, any clue from a, a direction, focus, what you wanted to do, how you wanted to do it? Or was it just like, let me just like go to a hobby shop and like have some conversations and figure it out? So I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And I didn't have the luxury of, a, you know, a, a hobby shop. I live out in the middle of nowhere, you know, woods and mountains, Pennsylvania. So everything I was getting was content out on like YouTube and start podcasting and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I had absolutely no direction, no idea what I was doing. So I remember there was, I think it was sometime mid, uh, mid January. There was a crazy sale, the mellow ball. I think it was a national treasure patch. I went like 200 grand and that gave me some pause there. I'm like, okay, maybe I can do this hobby. This is, this is way more than I can, I can shell out. And then you start digging in more. And what really helped me is when I found uh, like Instagram, I had never, never been on Instagram before, but I, so I make an account, start following other, other collectors, see how they build their collections, see how they collect. And you're like, okay, this is, this is something I can do. Pick a lane, pick some players you like, and, and, you know, start from there. I think this is fun because there's so many things I think we as collectors take for granted, but like taking a step back and talking with someone who's recently gone through the process, there's a lot, I think we can kind of learn Making that hurdle to jump on Instagram, I think, is a big one. And then when you got on Instagram, you mentioned me talking or connecting with other collectors. Was there what was going on? I guess, and you mentioned the Lamelo Ball sale, so I can begin mm-hmm. to like think about what was happening in January of 2022. But like, what are some of those things that stood out to you as a new participant entering? Like, what was happening in the hobby uh, when you first joined? Like I said, the the prices were still real 
you know, real crazy. A lot of the content I was consuming was more like your your flipper content, how to take mm. this card and, you know, 2X this and then flip that, 2X that. And uh, I don't know, the, the, the idea of buying a card and then getting rid of it right away didn't seem to make sense to me. I couldn't I couldn't process it. It's not that's not collecting to me. Collecting means, you know, you pull the cards out, you enjoy enjoy the photos and stuff like that. So when you're seeing all these crazy sales and it's just like, where do I want to be at? It, you know, it just it wasn't me. And so being able to, like I said, find those collectors and those and those guys, you didn't want to copy them. But like this is this is the kind of path I want to go down. I want to have something I'm proud of at the end of the day and let that be that. Were the types of cards that you were buying the same or different when you first jumped back in? Like, what were you looking for and what would were you collecting in at the beginning of your journey back into the hobby? When I got back in, it's completely different. It was the shine. It was, it was the shine all day long that got me. Like, I think one of the first couple cards I saw was like the downtown. And I was, I, you know, I'm a junk wax collector. So like the 94, 95 skybox and stuff like that. It's the kind of stuff I collected as a kid. And uh, so to see these downtowns with the shine, and then you start seeing all the different parallels and the inserts that are out there, yeah, completely. And that's what caught my eye. It was just when the light hits those cards, just the way they hit. Were you focusing in on Brown specifically, or were you kind of all over the place in terms of like those cards that you're grabbing early on? No. Uh, so when I first started, I uh, I would look up Brown's cards and look at them, but initially it wasn't some. I wanted to collect like we again. We had a lot of bad years for for twenty years, so I was afraid. You know, if I start collecting this team, we have one of these bad years. I ain't gonna want to pull out the cards and and try to you know reminisce about any of the bad times. So I, I tried to stay away from just kind of look at them from afar there. And when I first so when I first uh, decided on a player collect, I I decided Antonio Gates always a beast for me during uh, you know for fantasy football. He had a really cheap uh, entry point compared to uh, like a lot of your quarterbacks and stuff like that. So, uh, and then I also decided uh, I'd collect some Peyton and that'll actually allowed me to get, so I'd, I'd get an Antonio Gates card. See, like I like the presentation of the card, the way it hits. Okay. Now I'm going to chase a Peyton in the same card. And uh, we rolled that way for a little while. And then I decided getting some nineties basketball, play around with, you know, some of the stuff they collected as a kid. And uh, and wrestling, you know, I kind of reintroduced myself to wrestling. Hadn't watched that for for a while, and when they switched over to the the Panini license, it it completely changed the game for me as far as wrestling collecting. But uh, but yeah, they were it was, that collection was growing good, and I enjoyed it. And then two Antonio Gates uh, over the period, a short period of time, two Gates Superfractors popped up, and you know, I'm I smashed Ben on those. And uh, yeah, I was I was really enjoying the way it was going. I had I had no complaints. So you mentioned Gates, you mentioned wrestling, you mentioned or mentioned Peyton. What was the moment that happened for you that caused you to say this is not the direction, or this isn't what I want to collect, or this isn't what's kind of filling my collecting bucket, and I want to pivot to being a Cleveland Browns team collector? Like, what happened to cause you to? make that move right so before the season this year i had started picking i finally decided you know i'll pick up a couple cards so i you know i had some cards coming in at this time so there's 
it was a 2014 Spectra Peyton Manning gold uh, 25. I picked up, you know, the shine on those gorgeous cards. Well, like a day or two later, I decided to pick up a 2021 uh, certified Jeremiah Wusu Cormo for the Browns. His rookie card, certified mirror gold, you know, a couple dollar card. It wasn't nothing crazy. Well, when they came in the mail, I, I got both the cards on the same day. I opened them up, you know, I put them in the one touches. And I realized I'm getting way more enjoyment out of this, you know, $5 card I just bought a JOK than I was, you know, with this shiny Peyton card. And at that time, I, I even thought, okay, you know what? I just have another lane that I'm going to collect in. So, and then the rest of the season ended up going on. I don't think I added maybe one other card the rest of the year that wasn't a Browns card. So I went the entire season, sit down with the collection, you know, Saturday morning, wife and kids still in bed and, you're going through it and you're like, okay, I am not as much as I love my collection. It's not hitting anywhere near when I get these cards is when I get these Browns cards. So had that tough, you know, couple day conversation with myself, decided to box up the cards, send them off to consignment. First day was kind of rough. I couldn't believe I had done it, but to be honest with you, once I sent them off, uh, got the cards moved money in hand. Now I got some money for, uh, for national, which is actually in Cleveland this year. So I'm hoping to be able to, you know, on location, be able to pick up some, some bigger cards. And now I have a cushion to keep adding cards to the Browns PC. I've been following you for a while. And I've just like, as an observer of the cards you've posted, you know, it's funny. You're just like, I thought of you as a Cleveland Browns fan, just because of what you're posting. Although you're posting a lot of different cards and all of a sudden, and I didn't realize the time frame. it was like, you're not, you're just, you're po- it's like a lineage and history of Cleveland Browns football through, like I'm looking at a, like the Jerome Harrison, 2010 uh, mosaic mm-hmm. finest. And it's just like, they're cool cards of players and snapshots and moments in time of like that Cleveland Browns history. When you like made the decision, was there a particular Browns card or cards that you were after? Or were you just like dead set because you knew like, these other lanes that I'm collecting in aren't giving me the same satisfaction. So I'm just going to get rid of them and I'm going to just take the cash and go spend it on cards that I Brown's cards that I really want. Was it a card or was it just like a feeling in a moment where you're like, it's time to pivot. It was more like a feeling. Uh, like I said, to be able to put those cards in my collection, every card I pull out is a memory of some kind, uh, bad years, good years. It doesn't really matter. Even in the bad years, you know, you, you take out one of these cards and, you're like, oh, you know, me and my grandfather went and seen, you know, Tim Couch play when he came back. Or, or me and my uncle went and seen the Browns lose to the Ravens on Monday Night Football. Or even with the bad times, there's still good memories. Every And every card's got that feeling when you pull it out. Where I so, wasn't getting that with the Peyton or the, the Gates. or So the... I don't know. Like expressing your team fandom through collecting is always fun. Have you found an opportunity to connect with other team collectors, not necessarily Browns collectors, but other collectors who maybe are collecting their team and doing something similar? Like, is that something that's happening just in you've observed and you've made those connections through your, your pivot to Browns collecting? It has. And even before I did it, there were some guys that I followed and, you know, I really enjoyed the way they did it. But when I made this decision, to pivot, actually, the first person that reached out, funny enough, was uh, Chris. I think it's CD Cards on Instagram, <laughs> the Ravens collector of all people. <laughs> I reached out, and actually, after I made this decision, he actually sold me my first uh, 
Browns card I put in the PC, which I think was the 2007 Brady Quinn uh, Super Fractor Auto. If you haven't checked his collection out, it's phenomenal. Joe Flacco uh, finites and, and mm. patches. It's amazing. He's probably been the, the funnest one team-wise for me to, to watch and learn from. Let's talk a little bit about team collecting because I it's a different way to go approach it. There's a lot of meat on the bone. I guess no pun intended or pun intended right. for Browns fans. <laughs> um, what is your approach and what is your mindset? And you can take it any way, like talking about like what your safe searches look like. Like h- how are you approaching such a, a big pool of collecting? I try to keep it to players that uh, mean something. So like every, you can't collect every player every year, every set. So I try to keep it. I'm a gold simp for prism. I mean, can't beat that set my favorite above anything else but uh like i i don't collect like the johnny manzels or the Corey coleman these guys that were only with the team a season or two didn't have any significant uh you know i have no significant feelings towards them but you know looking back through like i said like history you know we have a storied franchise jim brown paul brown even up through you know the cardiac kids of the 70s and 80s and Bernie and and those teams up until the move and uh, so my safe searches are usually like Browns gold prism. I do every new set that comes out. I try to research even the case hits stuff like that. But I've been going through just researching year honestly year by year, set by set, and just trying to pick out cards slowly that way that I know I feel something for. If you think about your collection and talk like a team collection, but Thinking about it from a player point of view, what would be like in your personal collection, your like Mount Rushmore of Browns players? Like what makes up the most real estate in that collection? Like give me give me four players. Uh Nick Chubb, Jim Brown, Paul Brown, and Joe Thomas for me would be my four top dogs ever to play, you know, Browns football. So I'm on this like path and maybe we're getting some momentum off of last week's conversation and maybe because it's, I I've just opened up a, a, a running back collection myself. Um, let's, let's talk about just like what collecting Nick Chubb is like. I know he went and had a brutal injury this year, but they'll be bou- He'll bounce back. And like, I'm not sure there's maybe outside of my own team, there's a, a running back that's more important to their team than Nick Chubb is to the Browns maybe share a little bit about just like collecting a running back like Nick Chubb and just like some advantages that you have or see through that lane of collecting. Yeah, so Nick's special player. He's one of those guys. Uh, he gets, he's one of the few players that gets better as the game goes on, especially for a running back. That's hard as your body's taking those, you know, that impact game, you know, play after play, but by the fourth quarter, he's running at his best, you know, all game. But uh, so I've been watching him, you know, every every game for six years now. And, uh, you know, I know he's something special and his market doesn't always reflect that. So you're able to get into some of these cards that are very, you know, reasonable price point compared to, again, like your quarterbacks. And I can even, you know, Deshaun hasn't done much for us yet this season. I'm still able to pick up a Nick cheaper than than. Deshaun in in most cases, which is mind-blowing to me. Yeah, it seems like when, if you were to ask me just like who's who who I think the most more important player is to their team, I would, 
especially after the last you know year or so, I would say Nick Chubb nine times out of ten. But the price of Nick Chubb in comparison to Deshaun Watson, it's it's, it's insane the distance between those two. So I don't know. Like as a collector, it just seems like you're not only getting the better player or your your personal better player as a team collector, but then you're also able to pick up those parallels and cards of those that are maybe outside of your range from a quarterback uh, perspective. And it's like, almost like this sweet collecting zone. And I feel like there's so many narratives out there that's just like, don't collect running backs. But sometimes when that player aligns with like being your favorite player and has really cool cards and they're a percentage of what some of the quarterbacks are, to me, those are indications that say like, go all, not only go all in, but, but go harder because, uh, you know, when those mail days come, they, they hit a little bit different. Absolutely do. And like, again, like a guy like Nick Chubb, he's been in the league six years and, you know, he did have that, he had that devastating injury uh, this year, which I think he'll completely come back from. There's somebody I believe that can do it. It's definitely that guy, his work ethic and, you know, the way he trains. But if he didn't, he would live in, in Brown's lore forever just for, you know, what he was able to do and, and what he gave to the game and what he gave to his team. Let's talk about maybe some of your favorite cards that are in your collection and maybe any stories that you have associated with picking them up. So start off with the 2021 <laughs> Eminence uh, Nick Chubb Shield. I was able to pick this up from uh, – I'm another Browns collector that I had started following on Instagram. First shield I was able to put in my collection. Uh, again, to be able to do it, and make make a Nick Chubb at the same time was was special. How were you? Uh, how were you able to? How were you able to pry that one from another Browns collector? Were they looking for something else and needed some cash, or how does that work? Actually, just one of those things where they just happened to put it up as a a story sale and I'm like, I can't believe he's moving this. And it took me, I don't know, about three and a half seconds to realize, okay, I'm putting that card in my collection today. And uh, just messaged him as soon as I saw it and uh, easy, well, probably one of the quickest deals I've made. That's awesome. So next card up, iconic set, you know, 2013 Panini Select. Ozzy mm. uh, some Gold. Just, I don't know, the, the iconic design the gold, the simple background, you know, just, just the player and in in that gold. It just, I don't know, trying to find a, a Bernie to go with it. So anybody out there has got that Bernie, feel free to hit me up. How important is the, the product and the aesthetics to you when you're picking up some of these Browns cards? A lot of it just, you know, if, if I can look at that card and uh, it hits certain ways, most of the time it's like it, how does the player stand out on the card or the shine that it has when that light hits it or, and then of course, you know, somebody like Ozzy, who's a, who's a Browns legend, somebody like that. So to be able to incorporate like all three of those and to put it all together is special, you know, when, when you're able to find all that in one card. That's awesome. Next card up, uh, got lucky. I don't do breaks very often, but it's 2022 select, uh, miles Garrett black. And, uh, I don't do breaks very often. I happen to be, I jumped in a break just to try to get my nephew who just started collecting, bought like the, the Indians or I'm sorry, the guardians when uh, fanatics live first started up and I had done that. And while I was waiting for the break to happen, I happened to go in their store and they were going to be breaking a case of select and they had the Browns listed at like 35 bucks. And I was like, eh, what the hell? <laughs> but you know, they, so they did the, they did the baseball break and, uh, 
the football break hadn't filled up. I was like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll sign off and I'll just see whatever <laughs> I get in the mail. So two weeks later, I have no idea. You know, oh, wow. I open up all these Browns base cards and I'm like, huh, I wonder why they have this one, one touched in the back. And as I flip through, yeah, there's, there's <laughs> Miles. <laughs> Miles got one one just sitting in the back, nonchalant. That, I, that, I think the lesson there is if you are going to go buy into breaks, like just don't even watch it. Just like out of sight, out of mind. Just wait for the cards. Yeah, to just come be surprised in the end. <laughs> what was going on in your head when that card landed? When when I seen it, I mean, I must have sat. I was sitting out in my garage, <laughs> and I had you know uh, ESPN on, watching it, opening the mail, and I'm just like, this this can't you know can't be real. Like first of all, I don't have this kind of luck. This isn't how this rolls. And to be able, like I said. The, I was just basically buying in the brakes just to see what happened. I wasn't expecting to hit anything. wasn't And like I said, I'm not a big brake guy. So it's to be able to get something like that. It was, uh, needless to say, I was pretty happy when I got to open the mail that day. That's awesome. What well, great story. And then uh, next up is the old 2014 Isaiah Crowell, uh, Black Finite. Uh, the design 2014, whether it's the Finites or the gold, the way that the player pops off. The card, uh, again, just simple design, player only. The golds are just as gorgeous. You know, Crow, he had, what was it, four good years with the Browns. I love the way he ran, ran hard. So I'd be able to add that. Just It was just sitting there on eBay. And just, I'm like, got to pick this up. It will be in my collection today. The 2014 Black Finites, I'm lucky to own the Andrew Luck. And so if there's one card in my case that I like continue to just go to and pull out and look at, it's that one. And we can all visualize the 2014s in our head, but I will say like the black finite 2014s, you just don't see them often. So I don't know. Are you as captivated as I am by just the, the aesthetics of those things? Because when oh, I pull it, it doesn't feel like it's a real card looking at it. It's just so awesome. Absolutely. Like I said, it's everything about it, the way the player pops, the way the colors hit when the light hits. I mean, there's nothing to be honest with you. Like, you know, they, they keep doing the prison throwback in the new product of 2012. I can't like I can't wrap my head around the fact they haven't made like 2014, you know, a throwback yet. I'm with you. Anyone at Panini, I know there's maybe not so much time left with the football product, but hey, we want the 2014 throwbacks. Make it happen. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And then the last card I got up is uh, Nick Chubb, Gold Kaboom, PSA 10. Another one, just i seen it pop. And I had been, the Kaboom itself, I don't put a lot of stock in. But when you can do the uh, you know low print run, parallel gold to 10, something like that, it's, it's manufactured scarce. The, again, same thing, pops in the light. It has that comic book feel to it. Everything about the card just hits and, you know, favorite player. So couldn't pass that up. I love it. It's been so much fun uh, listening to uh, kind of your cards and the evolution you've taken. Uh, Maybe just as we close this out, through your own experience, any advice you'd give people? Because it sounds like when I'm I'm seeing your cards, I'm listening to you talk, like it sounds like you're really hitting your stride in terms of your enjoyment and satisfaction around the hobby and what you collect. Maybe what, what advice would you close anybody or close this conversation with to anyone who's like maybe looking for to make a change or a move in their overall collecting. Uh, don't be scared to listen to yourself in your head. You know, like I said, I avoided this for a long time just because uh, a lot of the futile years the Browns had there for a while. And again, I didn't want to be in a position to, uh, to not like the cards, but 
now that I'm collecting in this lane, I realize this is there's no cards out there make me happier. And even in a, in a down season, you know, this would be the way to go. So just listen to yourself. You know, the old adage, collect what you love, 100%. You know, figure out what that is and, and just dive in 100%. You can follow him on Instagram at Dibs Collecting. Mike, thank you. We will have to do this again. Sounds good, Brad. I appreciate you having me on. Always enjoy talking with another team collector and understanding the reason why and the passion behind the collection. Follow him at Dibs Collecting. And if you want more exclusive content from Stacking Slabs, check out the Patreon group. A link is in the show notes. You take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back. More Stacking Slabs on the other side. Stacking Slabs.